0: Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Before anything, just thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for everything that you're doing to our lives, to work through our lives. Lord, I pray today that your word, that your spirit, you, Holy Spirit, would manifest yourself Um, through me, Lord God, Um, meeting my brothers and sisters right where they're at, Lord God, because they came with a hunger for you. And so, Lord, we want to deliver your word and your word alone. I thank you, Lord God, that you have been preparing me, but you've been preparing the brethren to receive the word, Lord God. So I pray, Lord God, that you would give them ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord God, the mind of Christ so that we can understand fully receive your word today lord god that you have uh, put in my heart to deliver i pray lord god that everyone w- would receive this word well and that it would meet them right where they are and it would be a confirming word lord god on who they are i love you lord we love you lord and we thank you this day is yours this evening is yours and we pray, pray blessings upon pastor felix we love him we are grateful for him and we thank you for him lord Thank you, thank you, thank you for the worship team, and thank you for everyone that is here and that might be still on their way. This night is yours, Lord. Have your way in Yeshua's mighty name, Jesus the Christ, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So the, the word that God has uh, given me, um, he's been showing me a lot about spiritual warfare. And it's not as I've always thought it was, Right? I knew that uh, my lifestyle in the past, that I was a warrior, right? And then God showed me how he transitioned that, uh, 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 my sinful nature being a, a warrior on the streets, how he transitioned that to being a warrior for Christ. And even what I thought it was, even last year, to what it is now, is completely different. It's completely different. How do we war? We war through worship. Amen. We war through worship by submitting ourselves, by lifting up our voice unto the Lord. But not everybody's a singer. Right. Not everybody sings. Right. But everybody can lift up their voice. Right. David danced worship. Right. We can give wave offerings of worship to the Lord. Amen. We think worship to the Lord. Right. He deserves it all. Everybody is a worshiper that believes. Everybody. Not one person is left out that believes to not be a worshiper. You are a worshiper. And that's what I hope you take home today. No matter what, you are a worshiper. You have been called to worship. And it is a beautiful calling. It is a mighty calling. It tears down strongholds. Amen. It breaks down walls. It breaks down... Physical walls and spiritual walls, which, just to remind you all, we are spiritual beings. Amen? Amen? So it's not so much about the physical walls; it's about the spiritual walls in our lives that we need to worship, and he will tear them down. Amen? So he gave me a topic, and it's called War in Worship, and it's also Worship Because of Relationships war in worship worship because of relationship and i'll explain those two things um i was talking with brother jordan um where i live at and um i was telling him i said him and sister emma i said you know i said uh did you know jesus jesus he was a worshiper i said sister emma looked at me like what (laughs) jesus was a worshiper right I said, well, when I saw her face, well, when you hear the word worship, what do you think? She said, singing. I said, amen. Okay. That's one form of worship. One form of worship. Jesus was a worshiper. He was a, a master builder who came to, be, to build up believers, right? And, and he did so by worshiping the Father. Everything that Jesus talked about was about the Father, Yahweh. Everything. He worshiped his father. That's all he did is to come to train us up how to worship the father through our life and lifestyle. Not so much by singing. He didn't say we got to sing a song to worship. It was our life and lifestyle that brought what Brother Rudy just said, that fragrance that filled his nostrils. The sacrifice of praise. Amen? Amen. So, in uh, let's see here. In John 4, 23 through 24, I'm just going to read this real quick. And we're actually going to go to Ephesians. I'm going to show you something in Ephesians 6, 10. On. And those of you who know what Ephesians six ten is, we always look at it as spiritual warfare and spiritual warfare only because it's the armor of God. I'm going to show you how it's worship, okay? The Lord's going to show you, amen? So in and, and John 4, 23 through 24, now just to set, uh, uh, set it up, we, we've, all, we've seen this before, you've heard it preached many times. This is where he went to the well, and he was thirsty and there was a Samaritan woman, right? And they had a conversation about water, the living water and the water that her fathers drew from. She was from what the house of Jacob, I believe it said, okay, from the house of Jacob, right? And Jesus said um, to her in verse 23, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. For the father is seeking such to worship him, right? To worship him. He's, he's, Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's setting it up that true worship is coming right he's setting her up to let her know that true worship is coming because he told her that you the samaritans you don't even know what you worship but we jews we know what we worship right and he said all that's going away because the time is coming the hour is coming when the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth what does that mean though you guys ever read like you hear it you hear it preach from the pulpit and you're like amen hallelujah and then you're like what does that really mean though the true worshipers am i a true worshiper i don't sing i don't dance i'm not swinging a flag around how do i know if i'm a true worshiper these are real questions that we ask ourselves at home alone because we're a little embarrassed to say it in church we just say amen because we want to come in agreement But do you know what you're agreeing about? Do you know what you're agreeing about? Do you know what you're saying amen to? Do you know why you're saying hallelujah? Right, that is important. And I believe that this is the hour. This is why I feel like the Lord has been equipping me to to come out and deliver what is called the truth so that we can worship in spirit and in truth. What is the truth of worshiping? Is it me and my voice that I try working on hitting those right notes and all that no it's not it's the love in me but why where did that love come from it comes from a relationship that i personally have with the lord jesus and my heavenly father his father because he made a way he made a way the holy spirit reveals to me the lord jesus who the Lord Jesus, all in this word, was constantly revealing the Father. He said, You cannot know him. But if you know me, you know him because he is in me and I am in him. Right? He even told the Pharisees, You don't know him. If you knew him, you would know me and you would receive me. But you don't know me. He told them who their father was. He told them, Your father is the devil. Right? So he was set in the scene for the time for the true worshipers to come, right? And me personally, I believe that those were the disciples back then, which we are now. The disciples were the true worshipers that were coming to worship in spirit and in truth because the helper was on the way. The Holy Spirit was going to come and indwell them, right? Tabernacle in them. And they were going to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Jesus wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about our Father. And I believe that's where God wants to get us in that place these days, is the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus, right? Yeshua, right, his name in Hebrew, right? We we need to be submitted. We need to ask personally, and and I'm challenging you, if you haven't asked yet, I'm challenging you to ask, Father, I want to know you. I need to know who you are because there's so much going on. People breaking down the Bible and scripture. There's debates and that's all good. The father's pleased with that. Yes, talk about me, debate about it. Hey, 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 I'm, I'm happy with that, right? But he desires for each one of us individually to say, Father, I need to know you. I need to know you as my father, my daddy, the one I can go running to when I'm in trouble. My son, when he gets in trouble, he runs to me. He doesn't run from me. And he teaches me things like that. When, he, when I see him, I get in awe of my father because he's telling me to do the same thing. Don't hide from me, son. I'm right here. Amen? Amen. Let's turn to Ephesians 6, verse 10. And again, you've all heard this, the armor of God, right? How does this tie into worship, (laughs) right? How does this tie into worship? Now, remember, what the Lord has shown me is war in worship. We war in worship. I don't need to engage the enemy. I can rebuke the enemy and then worship the Lord because he does all the fighting. He's the fighter. It took me a long time to really learn and understand that. I would amen that when someone else said it, but I didn't grasp onto it because I was still like, man, I'm ready to go even in the spiritual. What's up? You know, (laughs) I'm ready to take you down, demon, right? And And I would. He used me in that realm in spiritual warfare, but he's been showing me you don't even have to do that. If you start worshiping me, they will leave. They will flee. They're like, oh, uh-uh. I, don't, I can't have anything to do with that. Hey, no, that is a personal relationship between me and the Father. It don't matter how I sound, if I'm off key, if I hit a wrong note, it's where I'm I at right here, right now, with my Abba. That is it. Demons do not want nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing. They're like I got to go. I want no part of that. I can't be around that. There's too much light. Too much light. Right? So, Ephesians 6:10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Man, that sounds like a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of deep stuff right there, right? Spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places? If you're a non-believer, that could sound really scary. Or even a newborn, right? A newborn-again Christian that could sound pretty scary right but it doesn't have to be because it's really not if you're a worshiper if you're a worshiper right if i can turn my face from that evil unto the lord and start worshiping there's many examples in the word of god where they did that and we're gonna we're gonna go there okay And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Praying in the spirit doesn't necessarily mean you got to start speaking your heavenly language. If you got one, amen, right? If, that's, if, if you have that, hallelujah, right? But being in the spirit, getting out of myself, humbling myself before my father in the name of jesus with the power of the holy spirit i can be in the spirit realm with my father and have relationship with him so what i want to show you in here what the lord has showed me it says when he's talking about the whole armor of god he says stand therefore having gird your waist with truth in some versions it says the belt of truth right well, what is truth? Whose truth? He's got a name. Huh? Jesus. He is the life, the truth, and the way. So I'm going to show you that when we put on our spiritual warfare, right, now we know that Jesus is the master builder, and I was going to actually come in here and put my tool belt on and show you guys, like, he's the master builder, right? Because Paul was a, a master builder. David, Solomon, they were builders, Right? Paul talked about him laying the foundation and others would pour upon it, right? So Jesus, we know, was a carpenter. He was a builder, right? So here he came to build us up, warriors, worshipers, for this day. All of us were born in this time for a reason. The year you were born and to be here now in the end times is for a reason. It isn't happenstance or circumstances that I don't know, that's when my mother and father got together. No, that's not it. <laughs> Your father chose you, right? Was it Psalms 139? Before, right, before the foundation of the world. He, our, there was already a book on us, right? Pastor Lee showed me that. I had read it, and I, I didn't catch it. So Pastor Lee showed me that, and I'm grateful for that. It has transformed my thinking on how much he loves us. That, man, I was born on March 25th, 1971, for a purpose and even those numbers mean something 325 1971 right your date means something your name means something amen, amen? you were built for a purpose and now you're being built up for a purpose not everybody's going to go out there slinging a sword and fighting demons not everyone's going to come up in the name of jesus yes you can do it right but some don't feel like that's not my calling right but you can still war and worship if a demon manifests itself right here. Some of us might be called to come up and lay hands, and others are in the background. Ooh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, yes, I come in agreement. And others are back there like, hallelujah, Lord, and just started worshiping, even have a song in them. But everybody is worshiping. That's a corporate worship. If you see it, we start to worship together, and that thing has to go. I don't want no part of that. Now there's multiple of them. <laughs> the light's too bright. Amen. So it says, it says here, uh, uh, let's see here. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, that is Jesus, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. How is it that we have righteousness? (laughs) How is it that, through Jesus, right? The breastplate of righteousness is Jesus. So we've girded our loins about with Jesus. We now have taken on the breastplate that guards my heart, Jesus, and He has given me righteousness. It's only through Him that I have righteousness. Other than that, that's called self righteousness, and I don't want no part of that. That has got me, I can't even say nowhere, it's got me negative. <laughs> Times negative, right? Times negative, because that'd be a positive. So, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? Huh? What does the word gospel mean? The good, the good news, right? What is the gospel of peace? The good news of peace. Who is the prince of peace? Jesus. Jesus. So again, so now we've, we've girded our loins about with the belt of Jesus, protected our chest plate with Jesus. We have now put on our feet The gospel, the good news of the Savior, right? Jesus on our feet. So now I'm walking, right? I'm walking, I'm soldiering on. Jesus was a warrior, amen? Hey, breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, above all, above all, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to stand, you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, of the wicked one. How many of you have ever been shot with one of those darts yet? I'm sure we all have. Maybe we just haven't realized it yet, but somewhere in life we have been shot with those fiery darts, right? But he gave us a shield of faith, the shield of faith, And the word says that he gives us a measure, the measure of faith, the measure of faith, right? Well, who's your faith in? Jesus, Jesus, right? He's the one who paid the price. He's the one who died on the cross, right? So he is my shield of faith. He is the one who quenches those fiery darts. He's the one who goes before me and says, not this one, this one's mine. This one is mine, period. So when the enemy shoots those fiery darts, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and worship, and I not even that, I'm his son. I'm his son. You are his daughter. It don't matter, right? He's going to stand before you. He's going to stand before you and cover you. Under the shadow of his wings, we take refuge. Amen? He is the shield of faith, Right? One of the uh, depictions that I keep seeing, and because uh, uh, I, I love the Avengers, Marvel superheroes, right? <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I know there's a, there's a lot of uh, 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 Greek mythology behind certain stuff and all that, but God lets me see through His eyes because He's bigger than all that, right? And and I see all these different, yes, He did. I see all these different characters and how He's used, and I keep seeing like Captain America. He didn't. He had a he had a shield. He didn't have no sword. He didn't have nothing else. All he had was a shield, right? And he was one of the leaders. But that shield, he did so much with it, right? It it all depends on how we allow Jesus to do what he does. Are you in the way? Are you thinking too much? Do you worry too much? Guilty. (laughs) Guilty. Tell the truth. We all can raise two hands, both feet, jump up and down, right? <laughs> we do that, right? But then be quick to repent. Be quick to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your understanding. Amen? Trust in Him. He will, he will, he will guide us in our path. He will direct our path. And He does make it straight. Amen? Amen? So, taking the shield of faith. Which you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one? Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. What do helmets protect? The head. The head. What's in the head? The, brain. the mind, the brain, right? The mind, right? Knowledge, where we get knowledge, right? The knowledge of what? The helmet of salvation. Well, who's your savior? Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Don't, don't second guess. <laughs> My savior is Jesus, it's Yeshua, HaMashiach, right? The Christ, the anointed one, right? The only begotten son of God, the Lord of lords, the king of kings, the prince of peace, the lamb of God, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the savior of the world. That is my helmet of salvation. So I need to learn that, receive that, and know that, right? Right? In the Psalms, it talks about getting wisdom. It talks about getting knowledge. But in all thy getting, get understanding. We need to understand that we are children of God. So put that helmet of salvation on. Don't second guess even if you sin or sin again, whether you are a child of God or not. If any of you are parents, you know your child messes up. You correct them, you love them, they cry, they don't cry, whatever it is, it's not going to change how you love them, right? That's the relationship. War in worship, worship because of relationship. My father loves me no matter what I do. He will cover me, but he will correct me because he loves me. He will chastise me because he loves me. So I keep the helmet of salvation on. Keep that helmet of salvation on. Right? My mother told me uh, when, when I was a little boy, uh, I heard her, actually it wasn't me, she was talking to someone else she was like, "Yeah, Michael he had me, he was born a baseball player. like said so when I was little, I, w- I would cry <laughs> if I didn't have my wristband on and my hat. I had to have my baseball hat on and my wristband. And later God would show me it's because of who I am in him, a warrior. I had to have my helmet on. I had to have my right? My wristbands to deflect things, right? Wristbands keep you from getting hit when you feel the ground ball, right? You get hit, boom, doesn't hurt as bad, right? So he was showing me all this time, okay? If you start searching out, knowing that you're a child of God with your helmet of salvation, Lord, show me how you've always been there for me. I just want to see, because I know you love me that much, some of us want to forget the past, and the Lord's like, "What? I wrote it. I wrote it. Don't be ashamed of it. It made you who you are today. If it wasn't for that road, you would not love me like you do right now. Amen. Right? In hopes of loving me more in the future. But it's about the right now. The helmet of salvation. I know that I know that I know that I am saved and I am written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Right? We know that we slay the enemy with the word of God. We know that we edify and encourage the body of Christ with the word of God. Right? Some of you have heard this. I've been taught this. I believe this, so I teach this as well that I, it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Sharper than any double-edged sword, mm-hmm. right? Right, it will cut you in, go it out, right? One side for chopping, the other side for fine, surgical. Yep. We need to get that out. And before I take it out of you, uh, Lord, take this out of me. Mm-hmm. Amen, right? So the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, it's the word of God that encourages. When I speak the word, it will encourage you. It will edify you, right? But we could also cast out demons by speaking the word of God, Jesus. And they got to go. He's the word of God, right? Speaking the word of God, right? That is how we war in worship. So if I put on all this armor knowing that the helmet of salvation, my salvation is in Jesus, the word of God, it says in, in John, right? that the word was with God, right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, right? Is God. And later in the 14th verse, right? The word became flesh. So the whole, and dwelt among us, and so the whole armor of God is Jesus. It is Jesus. So if we can receive that, that I am clothed with Jesus, dwelt by the holy spirit teaching me about jesus and jesus is always teaching me about the father and how i should worship the father whoo guess what i'm a warrior i'm ready for war through worship through worship all i got to do is worship i don't got to go out there looking for demons to cast out i don't got to go out there passing judgment oh yeah oh in the name of jesus right all I gotta do is worship and see that you're delivered. See that you're saved. See that your whole household is transformed. I gotta see it because I am clothed and dwelt by the Most High. Amen? Amen. He is in me, giving glory to the Father. Giving glory to the Father when I see or when I hear. Not judging, when I see, I'm giving glory. Pray for me this. Pray for me that I'm like. What huh like I didn't I didn't understand I didn't get it but God has been revealing that to me right he was a worshiper Paul was what he was once a warrior for God in the law when he was Saul he was out there doing it he soldiered up right went to Caiaphas send me I'll go get Peter and the rest of them I'll get all of them right but when he had an encounter And got knocked off his high horse on the road to Damascus. He began a relationship with the Savior. Right? And then, who happened to write this book to the church, right? In Ephesians here. Was Paul. He was clothed with Jesus. And then he went out and was a whole different kind of warrior. He was not one who terrorized it. It says... In the book of Acts, the Christians at that point, they were terrified of Paul. They were even again, Peter, how could you bring him in? He's been persecuting us, right? He was there when Stephen, Stephen was out there warring through worship. He couldn't help it. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Not with the Holy Spirit. He was filled with Holy Spirit. Amen? And, And he was out there doing it, and there was Saul right there in the midst right so here was this man who had an encounter began a relationship with the christ the anointed one the lamb of god right and now saul got totally rearranged to paul right and went out out into the world preaching the good news of grace of salvation that's how he wore it, right he was uh i believe flogged what five times right he took beatings he says 39 stripes five times 39 stripes five times that's a lot that's a lot but he wasn't the old Saul nor did he go back right oftentimes like me I'll use myself as an example I would talk about my old ways my old ways oh I could get down right and then I would hear some of the elders like well, you don't gotta talk about that no more you ain't gotta talk about that no more all I gotta do is love 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 right love 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 if i'm worshiping the lord you can't help but love i need to impress somebody with my old ways if that man is dead is he truly dead, or am i trying to resurrect him Hmm? how about you what are you trying to resurrect let it go worship thank you lord for changing me for what i used to be and that that person is dead is dead and just because if you do fall short right and you do something of your old nature don't let the devil trick you he's called the tricker for a reason in the bible he is called the tricker for a reason because he will trick you and lie to you and have you believing am I even saved helmet of salvation you were bought with a precious price amen a precious price so now, another great example. If we could turn to uh, Daniel chapter three. Daniel chapter three. It's it's verse twelve through twi- uh, through through thirty. But what time do we usually stop? I forget. Eight. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to go through all that. It's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? And there was a king who wanted to be worshipped, and they refused, right? And not only was it just King uh, was it Nebuchadnezzar, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar, right? But there was also false idol worship going on, gold statues, and they were like, we will not. We absolutely will not worship, right? Because they had a, he had a harp, a lyre. They want. There was a time for worshipping these false idols. And they were like, I will not. When they said, I will not, right? Because again, let's go back to the topic of worship. And some of you might be like, well, I'm not a singer. <laughs> I don't play no harp, no lyre, no drumsticks, right? I don't do a tambourine. I, I, even when I clap, it's off beat, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we're thinking that, again, is worship. Well, guess what? When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, I will not worship, that was worship, to the father our father they worship right then and there by saying no i will not give in absolutely not throw me in the fire right they probably would have said here man give me some wood and some coals i'll throw some more in there and then jump in there jubilee right and it says they fell down bound but it was the king himself who recognized hey brother didn't we three but there's four and he looks like the son of man but he hadn't come yet what because they were in worship so he had to come it was a setup like brother rudy always said. it was a setup right for the son of man to step on the scene right because he heard worship the father heard worship so he sent the son right so the son of god was always teaching about worship Always teaching about worship. Jesus was a worshiper. Jesus was a worshiper. Right? Like I said earlier, when I looked at sister, was like, he was a worshiper. <laughs> he was a worshiper. He worshipped his father. He worshipped his father. Whether you got a son, daughter, niece, nephew, somebody in your life. You could probably think back when they were little. Man, every time they saw auntie. Oh, there's auntie. Right? Or oh, there's Uncle Mike. Right? Or my dad, my mom. Man, I love my mom, right? They worship. It's something that is built inside of us as little kids that we cannot help but worship because of a relationship that we have. It's a relationship. Even when there's a lack of relationship, a child still has a natural worship for their parents. Especially if they're a child of God right even if they're no good if that child is a child of god and just doesn't know it yet they cannot help i don't care if my mama's on drugs i don't care if she's selling her body i don't care if my dad's in prison i don't care what he's done that is my dad right that's exactly how our father wants us to look at him and that's how he looks at us i don't care what you've done you're still my son And I will do anything for you if you get out of my way and let me. Actually, I've been doing it. You just need to open your eyes to see, right? Because oftentimes we're focused so much on us that we don't even see what the Father has been doing through the Son, through the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen? One God. So we got like four minutes left, right? Paul and Silas in Acts 16, right? Paul and Silas were in prison. They started singing hymns. But it wasn't the fact that they were singing hymns and praising the Lord, right? It was the heart of the worship. That is exactly what Jesus was talking about. It was the heart where they were coming from. The place they were coming from was worship. The Lord doesn't care about your singing, right? He does but yet he doesn't. Does that make any kind of sense? Right? It's what is inside you. It's where are you coming from? It's where are you coming from? When well, my son writes me little notes, it doesn't matter if he misspells a word or if letters are different sizes or what it looks like if it's written, the S is backwards. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's my son who wrote me something. He's worshiping. Right? So if he's worshiping me and I'm a man of God, he is worshiping the Lord, right? Because I am clothed with Jesus because the armor of God is on me. Amen. Amen. There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater. Peter, Paul, John, Philip, Stephen, David, they were all warriors in their own right. All warriors in their own right. And they worshiped the Lord. They worshiped the Lord because they loved God, the Lord, the Most High, Yah. Loved Him. Loved Him. Right? Yahweh. War in worship. War in worship. Don't set yourself at a timeout thinking, well, I'm, I'm not a warrior like that. I don't, I don't, I don't cast out demons. Right? That's, that's not my area. War in Worship. If you see something going on, you didn't call me to go put hands on them, but I sure can praise you because I can see the deliverance. That one's coming to church one day. It might not be my church, but in the name of Jesus, he will worship you. She will worship you. Her and her whole house, right? Like Cornelius, right? Cornelius, well, check it out. So in Acts, really quick, when Paul and Silas were worshiping and the ground shook, and everything popped open, and the jailer was like, I'm done. I'm going to kill myself. Peter cried out, what? hey, we're here. We didn't go anywhere, right? And him and his whole house was saved. Him and his whole house was saved, right? Cornelius, the centurion soldier, when, when, when he realized, and, and it, was all, it was all a part of the plan, he realized him and his whole house was saved. Before he was baptized, they received the spirit of uh, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Right? Worship. Worship. Humbled themselves and worship. Worship. Worship isn't always what we think or what it looks like. Worship is what you make it because of your relationship with your father, your heavenly Abba, Father, God. Where is your relationship at today? That is the question. And if you want to go deeper, again, I'm going to say this last time, and I'm closed. I encourage you. Father, I want to know you. Lord Jesus, the Savior, the Son of God, I want to know you because I know you're God. Let me understand. I, I need to know more. Holy Spirit, I, I need, a, I need a, a deeper relationship with you. I need to know who you are. You're three person. I need to know. It doesn't doesn't mean I got to be one to go out and explain everything. I just want to know you because I desire you. Don't desire to go out explaining. Desire to have a relationship. And then you'll naturally, supernaturally explain when that time comes. Amen? Amen. Amen. That is the lesson on worship for today. Amen. Amen and hallelujah.